House of Tales by Oka. I feel I've had so many different versions of how I feel about home. You know, I've, I've hidden in my home. I have found my work and my joy in my home. And I have brought up a family in my home. And I just think it has to be that place where you can close the doors and feel that you are in your happy place. That's Paula Sutton, stylist, writer and influencer, who joyfully documents daily life at her 19th century Georgian home in Norfolk that she shares with her husband, children and the truly lovable Dashwood the Dashund. After years of living in London and a successful career in what she admits was the incredibly exciting and glamorous world of fashion, she made the decision to move to the Norfolk countryside to enjoy a slower pace of life. Starting off as a way to record her new life, her popular Hill House vintage blog and Instagram feed has now become a destination for the design-obsessed. We accepted an invitation to join her in her home to share tales of swapping life in London for the idyllic Norfolk countryside, bringing joy to her thousands of online followers as well as house guests and the delightful pleasures of outdoor summer entertaining under her garden chandelier. This is the Ochre House of Tales podcast and we're on a journey to meet inspirational guests to explore our love affair with living well and how relationships with the home are as unique as the people and their passions. So sit back, relax, and feel perfectly at home with our guest, Paula Sutton. Oh, a lovely bell! Hello! Hello! Hill House. Oh, well, welcome. Come Thank in. you very much. Come it's a bit in. cold out there. It's trying to snow, I think. No, it's been the most bizarre weather. Right, do come in. Oh, thank you. This is cosy. It smells so gorgeous. Oh, well, I do love a candle. Yeah. I have to have candles at all times. And, um, That's beautiful. It sounds very pretentious, doesn't it? I have to. I no. must have candles. <laughs> I understand that. But I do love candles. Do, do sit down. Paula, it's lovely to see you, and you haven't disappointed in your beautiful frock. I've been oh. looking at your Instagram, and uh, where is this lovely frock from? Thank you very much. Well, this one is from um, a company called Daydress, and, um, well, I just love my dresses, I, and they're so easy. I know people often say, do you really garden in your dresses? And I'm actually quite a lazy dresser, so I, I literally just do throw the frocks on and, and go out as long as I'm warm enough. But So, yes, I do like a dress. Well, it's beautiful, your home. It's just so joyful and pretty. Um, and I was just saying, it smells gorgeous as well. You really do bring a lot of joy to people on your, on your Instagram. Is Thank that, you. Is that kind of what you initially wanted to do when you launched? It wasn't intentional, the whole joyful living. It was actually um, something that was happening to me in my life. It sort of like followed along with the real, real time. Mm-hmm. And I started finding joy in my home by starting to furnish it and, and sort of like finding my own style and finding my own way. And the joy came from that. And then it really seemed to um, speak to people and people were getting involved and saying, you know, they, they had fun searching for vintage items or they had fun 
um, using pops of colour in their home. And so it built up this this community, really. And, and the joy came from that. But I mean, I have so much fun decorating and doing things in the house and around my home. Did it come together when you moved here very quickly? Did you have to do much to the house? The people who lived here before um, were a couple on their own and everything was pristine. I was scared for years to touch it. But I felt, oh my goodness, what, what will I do? If I, if I take this down and I don't do something better or, or as immaculate, then I'm going to ruin this beautiful yeah. um, Georgian house. Mm. And so the fear of getting it wrong stopped me doing things for quite a few years. And then you realise that, my goodness, you're, you're meant to be living in this house. You're meant to be making yourself happy. And, mm. you know, it's meant to be a joy. And I always remember walking into my previous sitting room and having a smile. And I wanted to recapture that feeling. Now I come into this room and it's just a joy. And I want every room in this house to be something that you walk in and go, oh, yeah. isn't that lovely? I love the candelabras with the grapes. Goodness me, those ones. I think they were in a little antique shop in Wyndham. And when I say antique shop, I think a lot of times um, people have this image of antique shops being very um, precious and very expensive places. But I'm talking, and, and there's a lot of these sorts of places in Norfolk, I'm talking about the sort of place that's like an old sort of curiosity shop. Yeah. And they're dusty and they're old and they've got, you know, a mixture of lovely fine antiques, but also lots of sort of, um, you know, it's like an Aladdin's cave mm. of, of bits. And this particular place in, in Wyndham had piles and piles of brass candlesticks. And um, yes, I got those. And then the sort of grapes at the top were just a... Um, I think it was a sort of um, Christmas cracker decoration that oh, I um, sprayed gold and put them on top because I think it just looks quite, um, I don't know, I imagine Bacchus having, yeah, a having feast. wine or a feast or the, you know, the ghost of Christmas past having their, their feast with that, those candles and the candelabras. And you've got Hugo Guinness, but very um, modern and contemporary yes. compared to some of the other paintings in here. Absolutely. Well, I... I do everything, or I hope I do everything, with a bit of humour because yeah. I don't take myself too seriously. Yeah. So I don't like things that are overtly grand. Mm. They have to be casual and relaxed and people have to feel like they can settle back and get into the cushions. I've always had dogs, so, you know, I, you can't be too precious. And so the Hugo Guinness, there's such charm and um, humour yeah. in how they look. And so the grandness comes from these sort of like overtly ridiculous frames. They're all things that mean something as well. I was going to say, they, yeah. They, yeah, they all mean something to me. The cockerel, actually, I don't have chickens, but I want chickens and it was just... I can you know, so it, see you with chickens I can see Instagram. myself with chickens. I can so see myself with chickens. Yeah. But that's something that I want, but also it signifies country life. The urn is because I have a, a, a love of classical architecture and yeah. all things sort of like classical looking. The typewriter is because I, I write and um, writing my books. Um, the dog on the sofa speaks for itself, I think. And then the um, the Morris Minor is, um, I have my little Austin Morris in the garage, which is Daphne, who's my little um, vintage runaround. So. Perfect. Your life in five yeah. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. I just need one with a cake up there and it'll be the... A three-tier Victoria yeah. <laughs> sponge. <laughs> Obviously, that's what so much of your life's about your instagram's about entertaining mm. and i feel like this room like we're just mm. sitting in this room but because of things like the flowers i feel really like welcomed and it's mm. very hospitable is that something that you have always done in your life like in london did mm. you have a lot of dinner parties and was that something you always did anyway yes we always had lots of people over on a sunday 
It was always not so much dinner parties because with with children it was just mm. difficult. I always loved to go to other people's houses for dinner parties, but we hosted lots of Sunday lunches with lots of people. Yeah, and that was my thing. And um, and then we'd always have a Christmas party. Or we'd, yeah. I love hosting. I love having people over, mm. making sure the bedroom looks lovely and smells lovely, and that there are fresh flowers. I love. Um, I love cooking for people. I love forcing food down people's throats. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I just enjoy being a host. Few people embody the art of living joyfully more than Paula. And entertaining friends and families at the heart of doing just that. Her joy of hosting guests in the home was influenced by her father's passion for entertaining. It saw her grow up with the house being home to good food and good times. And it's fueled her own love of hosting, bringing together different people from different walks of life with a focus always on ensuring that everyone is made to feel welcomed and comfortable. Is that something you grew up with? Was your mother very like that or your or your grandmother or was there my a real... father. Your father? Okay, <laughs> my, that, I was being my very father, no, there. no, no, my father was the one. My father, well, my, my parents, they entertained all of the time and they they loved that and from the Caribbean mm. and there was quite a large amount of sort of people from Grenada yeah. who had um, relocated to to London in particular they they created a massive community there but also my father was a diplomat he, he oh. was um an ambassador so he was always entertaining in that role as well I mean that, that, this is the l- later on in his life yeah. he didn't start off as that but later on in his life so he was always entertaining for that reason too yeah. And so we always had a mixture of all sorts of different people from different walks of life mm. in the house. And he was a massive fan of barbecues and he was a massive fan of um, dinner parties. And so I think I got my love and always lots vats full of food yeah. to make sure, and, you know, and, and drink and the, the drinks table and making yeah. sure, you know, he's from that sort of um, older generation where your, your drinks trolley is always full, you know, whatever you want, the tipple is like forced onto that drinks trolley. And so I think I inherited it from from them, really. Did he have a favourite tipple? Did he have a go-to if he was having people around that he always liked to serve? Well, always a gin and tonic. But, and that's the same as my in-laws. That's the first thing that you get shoved into your hand <laughs> of an evening, you know, or afternoon, depending on, on, on how we're feeling or if it's the weekend. But also for parties, it was always a rum punch. Right. And that's, that's yeah. the Caribbean side. Yeah, you have to have a rum punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm. What was your home like in terms of... Uh, decoration is there anything that's seeped through to how you you live from your parents oh color right I think they had a love of color they they were probably more formal than I was by the time they they moved back to Grenada eventually but um Mm. when they were living in London we had um quite a sort of large Edwardian house in um Surrey South London sort of borders Mm -hmm. It had lovely high ceilings and it had the vegetable patch and it had it. It was a version of this really, different Mm. sort of era, but it was a version of this. And they really enjoyed that formality. They were a bit old school Mm -hmm. in that sense. And so they had the the sitting room that was just the sitting room for the adults. And then they had the dining room that had beautiful crockery. I mean, I've learned, I've got my love of crockery from my mother. She sort of like loved a plate. <laughs> right. Have you kept any of your mother's tableware or different styles? Do you know, she was very precious about her tableware, so she didn't let me have anything. <laughs> 
she went, when they moved back to Grenada, she yeah. took all of her, I mean, she loved her sort of dinner services. So she took them all to Grenada. So they, they're still in Grenada. My mother sadly is no longer with us, but, right. um, but I haven't had a chance to, to bring over any of the tableware. I don't think my father would let me actually. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it all. Okay. You said there was lots of different kinds of people. Is that something that if, when you entertain, yes. you like to really mix the guests? Absolutely. What what you want is you want to have sparkling and fun conversation. And you don't want people to feel that they are forced to speak about things that are too serious or, or you don't want people to feel out of their depth or you don't want people to feel alone or that they don't know anyone. So I think it's really important to to mix. I'm not a massive fan of if, if you do have a dinner party, I never split up partners oh yeah that really I think that's me. really annoying yeah, I agree <laughs> and I, I know people sometimes do it to inspire better conversation but I think there's nothing worse than making people feel uncomfortable or you know both partners might not be as robust and mm. um, gregarious mm. as, the, as the other ones so you want people to feel safe and often I find that if you put your partners together then they might even turn their backs on each other and talk to the person on their on either side because they feel more comfortable because they've got That's they know clever. they can actually turn back to who they actually who they arrived with. Yeah, you know who would your guests be for your dream dinner party? Ah. As much as I will be the hostess, I do like my guests to also entertain me. So I would have um, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong so that they could sort of play a few tunes on the piano after we've eaten. They would definitely be there. Has to be Jane Austen. I really need to understand what it was like being a woman when she was um, writing her books. And I feel that she'd be a very funny person as well. I think there's so much humour in what she writes as well as sort of social commentary. So... Jane Austen, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. I think May Angelou because I would just, I think it would be a very learning experience. Mm. Perhaps Audrey Hepburn because I love her style. And you like Catherine Hepburn too. And Maybe Catherine Hepburn too. Do you know, actually, <laughs> both of their style is sort of, if you put those two things together, that's that's what I love too. Because, of course, I, I always say that I'm um, Mellors in the winter and I'm Lady Chatterley in the summer. <laughs> with all the sauce that goes with it. <laughs> I love that. And if you had another period of history that you would like to sort of go back to as for entertainment's sake, what what would that be? Well, being a Bridgerton fan, I'd have to go back to sort of like around... Well, when, when the house was built, so between, I'd say, 1805 and 1822. I don't know if I'd be able to look like me if I did that, but, you know, if we, if we could just go beyond that and just say when we'd like to go for a good party then that yeah. would be it okay fab it's perhaps surprising to hear a social media influencer describe themselves as a social recluse paula freely admits that despite now entertaining thousands of followers around the world the initial move to norfolk led to a crisis of confidence before she rediscovered herself and happiness in part through the joy of those fabulous frocks For her, it sums up the importance of simply doing what makes you feel good, whether that's how you dress yourself or your home. And when did you start incorporating the dresses as well? Because Mm. and it's just so joyous. And I love that you don't think you should save them for best. No, gosh, no. no. You just wear them. Wear the dress. Swan around all day. Absolutely wear the dress. (laughs) Well, it's funny because even though um, my job in London hadn't necessarily been the creative side, I had always had 
always had fun with my dressing. I've always been a bit of a dandy when it comes to dressing. And um, that's definitely something I get from my father and my mother. They always loved to dress. And my father, you know, always wore his suits with a flourish. Yeah. And um, so I really enjoyed dressing. And when I came to Norfolk, I had a bit of a, a, a crisis of confidence. And I thought, well, what am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to dress here? Um, because, of course, I had this sort of wardrobe full of lovely clothes that were appropriate for going to um, fashion meetings and being yeah. in a fashion magazine. And, you know, walking into the office in a fashion magazine is a bit like a catwalk every day. So, you, yeah. you know, you really enjoyed your clothes. And that didn't feel appropriate here. So I, I started dressing down and I kind of lost myself a bit. I started thinking how I should dress. I, I, over, I was overthinking. You know, you shouldn't have to think about how you dress. You know, you just you just dress to make mm. yourself feel good or mm. that's appropriate for whatever you're doing. Yeah. So I started um think, you know, putting on a dress back on. And then you start opening up again and mm. I started feeling a bit more a bit happier to to face the day. Mm. You know, whatever you're doing, you know, a dress is a dress is a very practical item of clothing. You know? Yeah, you just put it on and just go. Just put it on and go. Should we have a little wander around? Absolutely. And have a look yes. Absolutely. I've just spied this beautiful display Ooh. what is in there is that epo- epoxy jars they're, they're um, spice jars a spice jars spice jars sort of spode oh, vintage spice so jars beautiful I believe you went to the Bridgerton premiere. I did, yes. Um, because there was definitely a Regency Corps, yeah. Austin mm. thing going on. So um, how did that come about with Bridgerton? I, well, I've always been a fan of Jane Austen. Obviously, the house is um, a Regency house. And I think over the last couple of years, any, any period of drama, I've always sort of like said, oh, my God, I love it, it's coming on. And... Yes. Um, so when Bridgerton was on the first series, I sort of spoke about it quite a lot. So mm. it, was, it was one of those things where I think um, they had me down as possibly being able to go to the premiere. And um, just because I, I think I'm sort of... At the door. Oh, someone at the door. That's <laughs> quite exciting. Do you know, hopefully it's a delivery. <laughs> sorry, sorry, excuse me. That's OK. I'll, I'll remember where we were. <laughs> Such a good um, dooring, isn't it? Great. What have so you got? The a book or something. <laughs> so you got to wear one of the frocks. So I got to I got to walk in this fashion show and um, and be in character. And Fantastic. because I was the queen, I was meant to be channeling the queen, and wear one of these frocks, and and that was wonderful. It was amazing. What does your dad make of it? Does he? Oh my god! Does he follow you? He, oh gosh, he follows me. He's my biggest <laughs> fan. He he comments. And in fact, he says he writes his letters. His love letters. So if, if, you, if you go back under my post, you'll often find a ridiculously long comment oh. from my father and he brings my mother into it and he brings, like, the generations and the this and the that. And it's always, a, you know, it's always sort of like a tome of sort of, you know, I keep saying to him, Dad, you just have to say great. <laughs> nice, Thumbs up. Nice pick, Learn Paula. Learn some emojis. You don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just do a heart. But it's lovely. You know, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move mm. into this room. Yes, this is a dining Tell room. Tell me all about this room. This grand chandelier sat perfectly over the table. Mm-hmm. And then we inherited the, the grand piano and I play the piano and my daughter plays the piano. So we, we love having a piano. And I think it looks beautiful in here, but it means that the table is sort of like off-centre. And so uh, um, okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> it annoys you. I, it, it, one of those things that... Because I do like my symmetries. <laughs> 
What do you like to play? Are you, could you... Oh, you, no, 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 no. Are you sure? <laughs> what do you, if people, if guests come, do you end up round the piano? No. No, it's not that kind of a thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not that kind of a thing. I am still, I'm still, I, I got up to grade five at school and then I didn't play anything again. And so I'm now... Learning, relearning. Relearning, relearning the things. What are you teaching yourself? What's your go-to things that you like to... My dream is that I do love jazz and mm. I love um, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. So mm. I, I want to be able to, you know, go on there and yeah. play a bit of jazz. But that will, will take somebody yeah, sitting by my side hard. and wrapping my knuckles, I think. Yeah, it is quite, it's quite hard. <laughs> so in here you've got, got some more lovely vases. Mm. And all the flowers, are these all from your garden? Or No, 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 it's not, no. Unfortunately, it's not the time of year really for my garden to come alive. I've got lots of tulips that will come up, but they're mm-hmm. not up quite yet. So, um... This time of the year, it's all sort of bought flowers. And this actually is um, from ochre. It's a faux um, <gasps> arrangement. Never would have guessed it. That's but, amazing. Uh, yeah, which Fantastic. I've had for quite a few years. And I just love the colours. And, you know, I'm a massive fan, of course, of gardening and real flowers. And But when you find something that looks so beautiful and pretty, mm. and, um, and, and it can get a bit sort of... Um, gloomy can't it when it's uh, not the season for flowers yeah. in the garden so it it keeps the room cheered up all the way through the year which is always nice and i love these oh like yes my cloche. food my food domes my cloches yeah fantastic. yeah they they are i mean that's another sort of element of we don't really use those i just think they look lovely on there and um i love the shapes of them i love them as a collection and the reflection of the room and the refle- and, yeah. exactly yeah. and i think they it's a nod to the history of of the house but you know it's just also a nice piece of art I didn't want Mm. to fill the whole house with lots of vintage paintings or flowers Mm. so I wanted something different that um would look beautiful Mm. um I like the fact that it sort of suits a dining room Mm. um but it's a bit quirky and I, and I love that. And I've noticed the way you use fabrics, there's lots of lovely frills mm. on your cushions yeah. and things. I, I, I would never have thought that I was sort of a feminine decorator or dresser before mm. I moved here. But there's something about... It, it's very classical Georgian. So it's a Regency period house. It's 1822. Mm. It's very square. There are no frills whatsoever in the house. The architecture is beautiful, high ceilings, the, um, the architraves and everything. There's nothing fancy and frilly about it. Superfluous, yeah. And so I, it gave me the freedom to be able to add the frills in. So it doesn't look too over-frilled, mm. but I think hopefully it's a nice balance. Um, yeah. So the prettiness can, can kind of counteract the, the fact that it is quite straight lined and austere and mm. you know but it's um yeah it's it's just mixing those things mixing again. it all up yeah. is that an ochre chair i spy there it with is the an ochre chair. Back? yes yeah. it is indeed very nice mm. should we walk through and um maybe go into the garden because i know mm, i've seen your yes. instagram i've seen your amazing chandelier hanging from a tree yes. which is the most dreamy yeah no absolutely setting should we go out that way should we and should we summon the dogs yes let's summon i love how we... you say that let's summon the <laughs> dogs it's the sort of house where you need to summon, <laughs> summon the dogs summon the hounds we're gonna summon the hounds <laughs> come on babies Flash. <laughs> come on i'm back yeah oh, should we have a run Hello, darling <laughs> come on let's go out Paula loves to host a good party no matter how big or small inside or out 
For her, dining al fresco during the British summertime can be the perfect place for her and her guests to find joy. With the right tablescaping, of course. And that means taking an approach to layering that's as indulgent as the most temptingly delicious cake. Let's go and frolic outside. <laughs> Rose, I feel very I feel very Jane Austen. I feel like we're gonna take oh, a turn yeah. around Absolutely the garden. Absolutely we are. <laughs> Come on, there we down. go. Come on, Dash. And this is just so dreamy. So you've you've strung this. Does that stay all year round, your chandelier? Yep. Yeah. I love um, sort of dining outside and I love entertaining outside. Of course, you can get more people involved. But I love having lots of different places to sit or to eat. Yeah. And, um, and also because I think the, the house looks like a doll's house. It's sort of... Yeah. It's so... You know, if a child had to draw a house, that's what the house looks like. So yeah. I, I love the idea of having these different places where you can sit look back. with the backdrop of the house. It's gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. And what's, what do you love about the tablescaping? What's your sort of tricks of the arts of tablescaping? I, I love the idea of um, having the sort of like country fate style entertaining. So it's always a bit more tivica and let's have the trestle tables out and let's have the long table and as many people around the table as possible. I love that sort of feel. Whichever tablecloth I choose will dictate yeah. what mm. the glassware, the table, um, mm. the plates and everything else, and the flowers. Mm -hmm. So it starts usually with the um, table and the dogs are going crazy, but they're having the best time. <laughs> they are playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you've got some pretend chickens, like you're practicing. They're, they're <laughs> my Christmas chickens. Yeah, they're, they're my fabulous. Christmas chickens. They actually light up. Oh, brilliant. And, um, and then they were meant to be taken down after Christmas, but I think those but are such stayed. fun that I thought they'd stay there. And then this is your... Is this your kind of office? This is this? my office. This is my garden office. This is where um, I do my writing and where I plot and plan. And... Um, I love all the planting and little window boxes yes, outside yeah. with all the box yeah. hedges. Oh, the, again, it smells so good. I wish... That's the mimosa probably. I wish the uh, listeners could smell this. It's, it's really, <laughs> really lovely. Well, I think as, as well as things being visual, I think they should smell beautiful as well I think it evokes a mood and a feeling and um, you know think things ought to smell beautiful and it's so easy so, there's so mm. many candles mm. available these days and it's just you know if you can't get it from the actual flowers then um, then yeah light a candle or yeah. Do you find when you're cooking now that you keep very much seasonal? Is moving to the country yes. made you more? It, yes, definitely. Appreciative of it seasonal does. ingredients. It does. Although saying that, you know, when, it, when it's winter time, you just want a bit of stodge, don't you? Just to sort of make sure that you're warm and that you're radiating a bit of heat. So then all sorts of um, seasonal goes out the window. So talking of, of cooking and things, what would be your sort of dream dinner party menu? Ah, well, let's let's have a think. I, I love fish, so I love um, sort of monkfish tails with um, in sort of like a garlicky butter or sort of like a parsley or herb butter. Um, I love making daffinoise potatoes um, mm. and that I pretty much will have that with everything because I've got my sort of like go-to recipe. It's yeah. easy and it's always, it always looks lovely. I also love beef bourguignon, so I, I you know, that's a lot easier because you have it in a big vat and then everyone can yeah. like dip in and... And do it's their own done. thing. Um, so it's that sort of thing. And then, of course, always then the, the puddings. 
you know, I love um, creme brulee, making a creme brulee. Um, you know, I, I love I love my cakes. So it's sort of if it's during the daytime, then you know, there's no shame in ending a, a meal with a nice slice of Victoria sponge or you know, or a nice sort of um, ginger cake or something with ice cream on the side. And you make them all by hand? I do. And so how many do you think you make a week? Well, less these days. When when the children were growing up, it was was the thing that they'd run into the front door and go, what what have we got? What's been baked? And I would literally bake most weekdays and and everything would be eaten, you know, straight away. So now I'd say probably about one a week. Right. One a week and it lasts a couple more days. So they don't go as instantly as they used to, unfortunately. And sadly, you know, I have to sort of like restrain myself because I'm a massive cake lover. So um, if I'm not careful, I'll eat it all myself. <laughs> and is it the decorating as well? It's like, oh. do you really go to town? The, the thing with my cakes is that I, I call them perfectly imperfect because I decorate them. But I, I've seen lots of beautiful accounts and lots of shops where everything is pristine and perfect and they look like works of art. Mine do not look like works of art. Mine are layered and filled and slightly wonky and slightly, well, always imperfect. They taste great, but they don't, you know, I I wouldn't um, take orders for someone's wedding. I'd I'd be, you know, I I, I couldn't possibly do that. But I think they just look, once again, under the umbrella of fun again. They're fun cakes, but they taste good. There's nothing like um, a cake with just loads of butter icing. Butter icing or fresh cream or yeah. and berries and, you know, there's so much you can put in a cake mm. and so much you can put in the filling and then, of course, you know, slather it in jam in between the sort of different layers. Mm. And I loved, I love layers in cakes. Mm. Um, I just think it always looks impressive. That's the thing. It looks impressive without you doing actually a huge amount, you know, you do a couple of um, layers, get your whipped cream or um, I don't know whether you've got your lemon curd or something mm. and um, and then slices of lemon on the top and then maybe some berries and, and you, you know, you've got something that looks spectacular. Yeah. I always think it's a little bit of Alice in Wonderland when I look at some of mm. your Instagram posts. I, and I want that. I want it to feel magical and, and special and I want it... It was something that I wanted to do for the children when they were younger. I wanted them to come home and feel that home was this magical, warm, abundant place of joy and, you mm. know, it's, and it is a bit like a fairy tale and a bit like a, a book. I think home should be your haven of wonderfulness and, mm. you know, and if you can make it a little bit magical, then there's nothing wrong in that. Come on, Dash. Little walled garden, this is lovely. Yes, it used to actually be covered with vines at the back, but mm-hmm. we're going to put hydrangeas and roses mm. in there. I mean, the roses have been there anyway, but... Um, Gorgeous. But, yes, yeah, so this is... When I spoke about building a gym, everyone thought, well, how does that fit in with your... Um, aesthetic. Aesthetic. <laughs> but um, mind, mind your head, because it's okay. a very low... Um... It's so cute. But, uh, We've got a so lovely... This is... This is the vintage gym. So it's got this amazing mirror at one end. Yes. Which um, looks like a vintage find. And that used to be a a factory window in France. I love the fact that it was, um, it's an original factory window and and vintage and it performs its duty as a sort of mirror so you can kind of look at yourself. You know, you get sort of split in in half a little bit, but I like that because I don't really want to see myself (laughs) in gym wear, to be honest. No, who does? (laughs) And this this really cute little... um, 
It's a yes. leather bench. It's yes, a little, le- little leather bench. And I wanted it to retain that feeling that it wasn't too slick and modern mm. because I just think that wouldn't work with the house. So the these are 1920s um, golfing lockers. Oh, yeah. And I like the lacrosse. lacrosse yes, stick. the lacrosse stick, yes, because I used to play lacrosse. I was third home when I was at school, yeah. And even a little blackboard and, a, and boxing gloves. So don't tell me you also boxed when you were at school. No, 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 I didn't. I wish I had so the cross. It's meant to be very good for yeah, keeping exactly. fit, isn't it? Yeah. Great. Oh, so now I think this is your... This is sort of like the family room area. OK. So this is, so um, do mind, this is, this is puppy madness area here. OK. Um, yeah. Because she's still, she's still in training. You don't really get to see this much mm-hmm. on Instagram because this is where everyone just relaxes and um, spends most of their time. And this is, of course, where the dog goes sort of crazy and relaxes and makes a complete and utter mess, which is why it doesn't always get shown on, on Instagram. But, um, yeah, this is our chill-out space. And I love that you've got a very long refectory table that yes. everyone can gather. Where did you get these beautiful salt and pepper grinders? These, I can't remember which um, website, but they're from, um, I think they're from Belgium. You know, they're wonderful, aren't they? Yeah, proper, like... Yeah, proper ones. And they're really robust, you know, Mm. they're not sort of like faux things that are slightly more delicate. They really sort of like work and they they work hard. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Mm. And all your cookery books. Lots of cookery books. And this painting here, is this... Lottie Cole, yes, that's... um, She's wonderful and she's very inspired by the Bloomsbury... It's group, really beautiful. So it's... I thought it was actually of one of your rooms. Kind of... No, do you know it isn't? But whenever I see her work, I always feel that it reminds me of, of, yeah. of home. Yeah. So I love it. And once again, she's such a massive fan of colour. So I thought it would suit here perfectly. I love your dresser. So have you collected this over the years? Or... Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, some of the plates um, all came in bulk, but I've sort of collected it over the years. But I've got an interesting story about this dresser. I was, it was an eBay find... And when I got it, the person who was selling it said it had been on the set of Downton Abbey in the early days of Downton Abbey. And so, and also it was very reasonably priced, but it was sort of like, oh my gosh, I've got to have that because of course I'm a Downton Abbey fan too. That is absolutely (laughs) perfect. Thank you so much. It's been entertaining having a look around and I'm going to be following your Instagram and thinking of how I can reinvent myself as well. (laughs) Do you know... Anyone can reinvent themselves at any time of their life. And it's fun to do. You know, it's sort of like there are no rules. Don't follow rules. Just try and find what makes you happy. That's a great motto to live by. Thank you, Paula. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode four of the House of Tales podcast by Oka. In episode five, we explore tales of nourishing with the food writer and broadcaster Rachel Koo. She joins us from her home in Stockholm to share tales of cooking and opening a restaurant in a tiny Parisian kitchen. Her Malaysian heritage, the secrets to ingenious living when room is at a premium, and how simple food and gathering of friends, even in the coldest of temperatures, can be the perfect ingredients for nourishing the soul. Be sure to subscribe to the Ochre House of Tales podcast wherever you listen. This episode was hosted by me, Bethan Ryder, and featured Paula Sutton. 
Recording, production and audio post was by Talori with executive producers Mike Raczynski and Mark Baker. Music direction was by Andy Guthrie.